What you're about to listen to is a Pod Bros exclusive. Age of the Geek, baby. We run the world. I see you shiver with anticipation. Man, what's gotten into you? How's everybody doing? It is another episode of Dave's Nerd Compendium, and I first want to thank you for uh, sticking with me. I know I took an impromptu uh, week off last week. Uh, to be honest, I was not feeling the best. I was dead tired pretty much all day on the day I typically record, and I just needed a day to go lay down and try to get some sleep, and honestly, I'm feeling a little bit better, so that's why I'm here. So, while I was uh, recuperating, I found an article that was actually posted on GameSpot.com, May 9th of 2019, and it talks about the 12 most watchable Video game movies. Now you're probably scratching your head like, what the hell are you talking about most watchable video game movies? There are none. Well, in my opinion, there are a couple. Uh, In this article, they list 12. So I will read off the 12 that they have listed and their reasonings behind it. And if I feel that it is fitting for the list, or I think it should be higher up, I will make mention of it. Uh, We start off the list with number 12, Resident Evil Extinction. Kick it off with the third movie in the Resident Evil franchise. Listen, I'll watch and re-watch the entire series until the end of time, because these movies are fun. No, they're not good, but it's always a good flick to put on in the background while you got some work to do around the house and whatnot. I couldn't do that with Warcraft or Assassin's Creed, mainly because I would just get mad those movies exist in the first place. In Extinction, Alice and the other Raccoon City survivors travel through the desert to try to flee zombies and monsters on their way to Alaska. It feels like a big departure from the previous two films, but That's probably because it took place outside and viewers saw the sun. You know what's coming in Extinction. Things will blow up, people will die, giant monsters will attack, and Alice will do some awesome flips. Those things you want to see. Number 11 is Doom. If Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in it, I'm going to see it, no matter how bad it is. Much like many of the films on this list, Doom doesn't so much follow the story of the video game as it does the beat of its own drum. In the future, 
a bunch of space marines head to a research facility on Mars where they have to track down a bunch of creepy creatures who are mutated because a Martian chromosome um, implements their or implements with their own. That sounds exactly like the game, right? Not at all. However, it does feature some shooting monsters, a fun little romp, and Doom features an almost too long sequence of first-person shooter, which the perfect amount of chainsaw, or I should say with the perfect amount of chainsaw. The moment cradles the line between awesome and cringe-worthy, but that's only because the soundtrack of this movie is uh, some bad mainstream metal. Number 10 on the list, Super Mario Brothers. Yes, Super Mario Brothers is a movie that identifies with its source material in the same way I identify with cosmic radiation a thousand light years away. The feature-length film has as much to do with its material as I do with a doormat. We share names. And that's about it. However, there is some delightful, uh, something delightful about the cringe-inducing disaster. Watching Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamas play Mario and Luigi respectively, and trying to solve the world's problem through plumbing and stopping Dennis Hopper's uh, devolution gun, while at the same time trying to merge universes, is so stupid and ridiculous that it makes the movie a blast to watch. Yes, it's an outrageous insult to the Nintendo property, and it is a dumpster fire of a movie, but there is something magical about this pile of trash I love. Maybe it's because Mojo Nixon is in it. Number nine on the list is Street Fire. I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. I have said this line out loud so many times as an adult. I've also been known to spew out, For you, the day bison graces your village was the most important day of your life, but for me, it was... Tuesday. Street Fire doesn't really involve any fighting in the street, but it does try to whip up a uh, convoluted story based oh so loosely on the video game characters while desperately trying to appeal to fans by randomly adding characters who don't fit into the story, like Blanca. You're not watching this for a good street fight movie, you're watching it because you want to watch a Jean-Claude Van Damme flick, but your copies of Bloodsport, Time Cop, Kickboxer, Universal Soldier, and The Quest are all damaged. I will say, out of all the Van Damme movies that they mentioned, Street Fighter is the worst out of all of them, and I would rather watch No Retreat, No Surrender, which he just has a very small supporting role in. Next on the list is Silent Hill. Remember a time when Silent Hill was the best video game adaptation?
adaptation mainly because we all forgot Resident Evil existed? I'd love to explain the plot to you, but I don't remember it. I've seen this movie way too many times. Woman has to go to Silent Hill for some reason. She ends up dead at the end, but she doesn't know she's dead. Something like that, right? Then why is it on this list? The visuals. I've never played a Silent Hill game hoping for a dynamite story. I want creepy looking things to jump out at me. And I want to try to run from them since fighting them is the stupidest thing to do in that series. Number seven on the list is Need for Speed. By 19, or sorry, by 2014, the Fast and Furious franchise had become less about racing cars and so much more about creating movies that the staff at GameSpot will never talk or will never stop talking about. Seriously, this series is bonkers in the best possible way. That left a hole in the people drive fast cars genre, which Need for Speed delightfully filled. Obviously, the video game needed a story to get from point A to point B real fast. Uh, won't make for much of an interesting movie. Aaron Paul stars as an ex-con freshly released from prison who is framed and partakes in a cross-country race. Surely it's a predictable romp, but that doesn't make it any less fun. Who doesn't want to see car crashes, high-octane stunts in a movie that somehow broke the two-hour mark? Seriously, it's two hours and 12 minutes long, but the movie moves quickly. And you should say the pace has a need for speed. I'll see myself out. Next on the list is Tomb Raider. The third time's a charm, right? As far as video game movies go, the Tomb Raider films are in the middle of the pack. They're not amazing. They're not terrible. Yes, that includes Cradle of Life. They just exist in a realm of, we did it. We made a movie. However, all three of the movies were tombs are allegedly raised. 2018's Take on Laura Croft is the best one to watch. And you know what? Alice Vikander is the best part of the movie, playing Croft. Sure, the action sequences are solid, and there are some interesting visual effects, but Vikander steals the show. Tomb Raider is a movie you sit back, eat popcorn, and watch. It's turn-off-your-brain entertainment. Number 5 on the list, Mortal Kombat. Unlike Street Fighter, which was released the year prior, Mortal Kombat felt a little more in tune with the story of the video game. In fact, it felt like a real solid adaptation at the time. Sure, the techno-driven audio madness of the soundtrack and the near uh, claymation level of the CGI did not age well. And for some reason, Christopher Lambert plays Raiden. But the movie is still tons of fun to watch and not in a uh, let's make fun of this atrocity kind of way. It most certainly a production 
of its time, but it is a bad thing by any, but it's not a bad thing by any means, I should say. It has everything you want in a Mortal Kombat movie. People punching each other, four-armed monstrosities, uh, arrogant Johnny Cage, a Liu Kang blasting a fireball, in the final moments of the movie. Uh, the next movie on the list, coming in at number four, Resident Evil. The Resident Evil franchise is a mess. Let's not beat around the bush. It is un is it unwatchable trash? Not by any means. The first movie is a lot of fun, and it has the most RPG-esque story. Lead character with amnesia who ends up being a talented warrior? Check. Evil corporation who accidentally destroys the world? Check. Computer system whose avatar is a child? Check. Don't know how much that last one is used in RPGs, but it feels straight out of Final Fantasy. Uh, Resident Evil mixes horror, big budget action, and suspense incredibly well, and it's a movie you can watch again and again. However, it isn't the best watchable of the zombie video game movies. That award goes to something else. Next on the list, number three, House of the Dead, with director's commentary on. I know what you're thinking. This trash bag of a movie is ranked way too high. But hear me out. Have you ever watched House of the Dead with the audio commentary on? Director Yui Boyle's commentary for this film is amazing. One of my favorite moments is when he's when he talks about House of the Dead as the greatest zombie movie of all time because his zombies look the most realistic. It's a hot take only one person has. Additionally, later on in the film, he explains why he overuses the uh, rotoscoping technique, a critical moment in the movie where we get to see how cool the characters look. House of the Dead is a tremendously awful movie, but Boyle's commentary is one of my favorite commentary tracks of all time. The film doesn't have the quality of story or even plot of even the worst Resident Evil movies, but it does have a wonderfully rambling, or the wonderful ramblings of Boyle. Thank you, Mr. Boyle, for your audio commentary tracks. Also, thanks for inexplicably putting video game footage in your movie. It makes me laugh every time. Note, without the commentary, this movie wouldn't even be on the list. Number two, Rampage. The disaster movie genre should be dead. Its existence predominantly in mainstream movies for far too long, and what's left for a viewer to watch be destroyed. For some bizarre reason, Rampage works, and it works so well, based on the video game, which has a story of a giant monster, giant monsters are punching movies. 
Rampage takes that concept and made it the third act of the film. The rest of the movie centers around regular animals becoming these beasts. An evil corporation behind it and Dwayne The Rock Johnson being awesome. It is purely a popcorn movie that is fun to watch from beginning to end. And that's all we're going to really want from a summer blockbuster. That's number two. Number one, Detective Pikachu. Maybe it's the fact that I've played Pokemon games since they've existed in America, but there is no story I'd less like to see than some kid becoming Pokemon Master and collecting badges through battle. I have played through that story way too many times. Luckily, Detective Pikachu totally isn't that. It's something entirely different, and while the movie does spend a lot of time trying to jam Pokemon into every shot, that's a fun little Easter egg hunt for the viewers. In his review, uh, GameSpot's Michael Ruggio says, Detective Pikachu should prove enjoyable for any and all Pokemon fans young and old. It presents fun answers to the fantasy of what life would be like if Pokemon were real. It introduces new wrinkles to the world of Pokemon, although not all of them completely work. Still, the first official live-action trip into the world of Pokemon, Detective Pikachu presents characters I want to see again in a setting I'd like to return to. Now, that's all that was said in the article. I will say, out of all these movies, the Resident Evil series, I didn't like at first. It really uh, grew on me, and it's now one of my favorite franchises to watch. Uh, the Doom movie, I saw it in the theater. I saw it again a few years after the theater, and I saw it one more time. I watched it on Netflix, I think, and it's okay. It's not the best. The Super Mario movie, I remember watching it as a kid, mainly because I was literally obsessed with the um, video game series. But <sighs> how can you have Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo playing biological brothers? Doesn't really work. Uh, next, you have the Street Fighter movie. Again, it, it, it was bad. Just bad. Silent Hill, I only watched it once and I fell asleep during it. So I don't really know anything about it. Need for Speed, I heard mixed reviews and I just didn't watch it. Um, I will say Tomb Raider. Um, the the Candor Tomb Raider was the best of the three. The Mortal Kombat movies. Um, there have been two, and there's talks to a third one being in the mix. Um, the first one was probably the best by far. Um, yes, the claymation was out there and was horrendous. Um, but it, it was solid. And 
Christopher Lambert playing Raiden was okay. Um, I think Lambert was better than who they had playing Raiden in the second Mortal Kombat movie. Um, I'm trying to remember who that was. James Renner, who, or Remner, Remar, Remar, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, tried to think, well, he's been in, um, I want to say he played the father figure in Dexter, I could be wrong, no, he did play Harry Morgan in Dexter, uh, Jake Evans in Grey's Anatomy, um, just going through IMDb real quick to see who all Wally has been in. Um, Hutch in Code Black. Frank Gordon in Gotham. Uh, Admiral Sterling in CS or NCIS LA. So he's been a a uh, number of things. Uh, Peter Gamby in Black Lightning. Um, but when you go from having the iconic Christopher Lambert to James Ramar, you can kind of see where they said the line. Um, and for some reason, Christopher Lambert playing Raiden. I think they pretty much did it because... He was the biggest named star at that time that they got for the movie. Because all the rest were practically unknown unless he did uh, foreign films. House of the Dead. I remember seeing it in the theater. Me and my former wrestling buddies went to go see it. And... I laughed the entire length of the movie, and they all thought I was crazy that I was laughing. Rampage, I rented it and fell asleep during it. And Detective Pikachu, I thought was an okay movie. Um, not the best, but an okay movie. It, it's one of those where I would like to see it again to see what I missed. But there were a few... Uh, Parts of the movie that I thought were very, very interesting. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't mention Double Dragon. Although, uh, like Super Mario Brothers, you have Mark Dukakis and um, Scott Wolf playing brothers. Not really believable. But you do have Alyssa Milano in the movie, which increases it substantially. Uh, substantially. So, um, you got that. Uh, I want to say there was a couple other video game movies that have been out that weren't that bad. But, what did you guys think? What are some video game movies that you like to see? What are some video games that you would like to see them turn into movies? That's an even better question. I know a lot of people would say something about Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy VIII or even IX being turned into a movie. I really don't see them touching the Final Fantasy series. 
Um, I could possibly see them doing a Legend of Zelda one, maybe, possibly. I mean, they had the animated series for a while. So, let's see. What do you think that they should turn into a movie? Hit me up on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, email. All the information will be following up here. Also, please, 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 if you like the show... Go to patreon.com, search for Pod Bros, and back the $1 Nerd Compendium tier. You'll get access to a special Discord channel where you can contact me anytime you want, and I will be active on it. Um, we'll talk movies, music, books, video games, television shows, technology, you name it. We'll chat about it, and it's a free open forum. But you have to back the Patreon in order to get the invite code. So there is a slight double standard there. So let me know what you guys think. Thank you so much for listening. All right, time for some housekeeping. As always, you can find me on Podbros Network, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. But you can also find me on Twitter, at Dave the Nerd underscore TNC on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave's Nerd Compendium. All one word, no apostrophes. You can also go to DaveNC.com and find everything there. Find everything on podbros.com in the Dave the Nerd section. I have a YouTube channel, just search Dave the Nerd. And I'll do, like, unboxings, and I might do, like, a movie review or something on there just to give a little bit of content. And don't forget, while you're on iTunes at Stitcher, to rate the show five stars, thumbs up, whatever they take. And if you write a review, I can read it and then focus the show to be more about what you want to hear. So, with all that being said, thank you ever so kindly. And as always, and if you need a man, find a nerd. <gasps> overload. Pleasure overload. Excuse me, what do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world.